You're listening to Cloud9, where Bahaiteachings.org interviews artists from around the globe to learn about what inspires, uplifts, and motivates them to make a positive contribution to the world. My name is Shadi Talui Wallace. Jacqueline Clare is an artist who is driven to uplift her community and bring people together through her paintings. A Texan-based artist, Jacqueline is a third-generation Baha'i who comes from a long line of creators. She has devoted her life and career to exploring the role of art in elevating and transcending her audiences. Today, Cloud9 will learn about how Jacqueline uses the writings and teachings of Baha'u'llah, the founder of the Baha'i Faith, to inspire her creative work. We discuss how she uses her exhibitions to facilitate interactive spaces for audience members to engage in elevated and reflective conversations. Jacqueline also walks us through one of her own interactive exhibitions and shares how similar spaces can be nurtured in your own community. Jacqueline, thank you so much for joining us today on Cloud9. My pleasure, Shadi. Thank you for having me. So Jacqueline, I was reading about your work before this interview, and I learned that you define your genre of creative expression as spiritual realism. Could you break this down for us and what does this mean and how is it reflected through your creative approach and your artistic work? Absolutely. Well, I believe that spiritual realism is the reality of all of our existence. You know, we are these physical bodies, and yet they are, are these invisible spiritual forces that guide our experience here and are the ultimate purpose of why we're here, to develop those unseen qualities. So when I'm engaging with people through like online content or my in-person events, like that's really the focus. How do we sharpen this awareness of our spiritual reality in this day-to-day life. And in my artwork, in my paintings, I seek to represent this reality in a single image. So I use elements of abstract expressionism to convey the ineffable, those unseen spiritual forces. Mm. And then there's elements of realism. There's always like a tree or an animal or a moon or elements of a landscape that represent that part of our you know, experience that we see with our senses and that, you know, feels more real. But in the image, you see both the spiritual and the sort of practical. Beautiful. That really gives us an insight into your own creative approach before we continue in this interview. So I'd like to take this opportunity now to chat about your most recent exhibit, which is titled Awaken to Your Life as a Spiritual Journey. This exhibition is based on one of Baha'u'llah's most mystical books, The Seven Valleys. The Seven Valleys offers a poetic metaphor for the various stages a seeker of truth must pass in order to find truth and become closer to God. The stages include the valley of search, love, knowledge, unity, contentment, wonderment, and the final valley of true poverty and absolute nothingness. Now for my two-part question, Mm -hmm. could you start by elaborating further on this mystical piece by Baha'u'llah and how his words in in the Seven Valleys offers us a framework for living? 
and then go on to share why and how you are inspired to reflect the seven valleys through a series of paintings. Mm, sure. Well, I will do my best to put any words to this mystical work. I think for starters, just, and I'm not speaking from like a scholarly point of view. I'm speaking from just a Baha'i and a lover of Baha'u'llah and an of artist course, and yeah. yeah, some of the levels that I see. But, you know, the the title itself, The Seven Valleys, you know, like I think of the, it acknowledges the times in life when we feel like we're in the trenches, you know, there are the downs and then the ups, the downs and then the ups. And that in itself, I find like a very comforting reminder that this is a part of the spiritual search and the spiritual journey. And I feel that developing that awareness that, okay, life is going to have its downs and its ups, and this is part of a blessed and guided spiritual experience in life can really give us the courage and the fortitude to get through those times and mm. to remember our creator and to call on our creator. So that's one of the most helpful things for me about the Seven Valleys, um, just that framework. And, you know, the funny thing is about my art series, I I don't consider myself a conceptual artist. I don't usually start with a concept and then execute it. Mm. I just start by starting um, and I let the process guide me. So I never actually set out to depict the seven valleys and that's actually what I find so beautiful about it. It was a very specific period in my life where I was going through some trenches and I had only about a month and a half um, of studio time and I was just creating, I was just painting and I was just allowing the process to guide me and to learn through the process. It's almost like a meditative or prayerful act in itself, just not planning ahead, just letting the, Absolutely. you know, the whole, the prayer and, and your your paintbrush kind of guide you spiritually. Exactly, Shadi, exactly. And, you know, Abdu'l-Baha says that when the artist grasps the paintbrush, it is as if he is at prayer in the temple. And sometimes I even pray while I'm working. And it is that process of just like opening up for inspiration. And anyway, at the end of this uh, about a month and a half period, I completed no less and no more than seven mystical landscapes. So it was actually in the aha of like recognizing <laughs> that, mm -hmm. that I um, started to weave it with storytelling from each of the chapters of the Seven Valleys when I shared it with audiences. So now you've, you've used your exhibitions or your exhibits as an opportunity to tour around the states and share the writings and teachings of Baha'u'llah in a really unique and a profound way. Could you walk us through one of your shows, which you've you've kind of just alluded to, and how you use your art to connect with your audience members and engage them with the writings of Baha'u'llah? Absolutely. Well, when people come to the shows, they're all personally greeted. I try to create a really warm and welcoming environment. Um, I feel that that doesn't always go hand in hand with art exhibits. And I'm very sensitive to anyone feeling 
intimidated or uncomfortable or shy or not knowing people. So everyone is greeted and they are invited to participate in an icebreaker if they want to, which involves them receiving half of a quote from the Seven Valleys, a very short quote, and they're not expected to be familiar with it previously. And the goal, if they want to play along, is to mingle and find the person that has the other half of the quote. And the purpose of this is to help even the social playing ground so that people have a reason to approach people they don't know and be friendly and everyone kind of has a task. And they're also immediately interacting with the words of Baha'u'llah and using their brains to like think if the quotes make sense with different pairings. So once everyone has found their other half, then they are invited to select which of the seven paintings in the series they feel most correlates to the quote. And there's no to right that or valley. Wrong yes. Or to the quote. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Both. Either one. It, mm -hmm. I mean, it's they're all identified by Valley. And there's no right or wrong. It's not a quiz. It's just personal interpretation. And it's really fun for me to see people, you know, standing at a painting together with their quote, looking and back just and met. forth. <laughs> yes, yeah. they've just met. Really and they're sweet. exploring like, oh, you know, this seems like the mm. Valley of Love because this and that and so forth. Um, and then once once everyone's sort of picked their piece, then we gather and I share um, sort of more formally talking about the series and how it came about. And then we go through the seven valleys and I will share some of the stories from each particular valley and then call on the teams with the quote and invite them to read and share which painting they chose and why. And just the most amazing things come out of people's mouths and they just... It's an imitation for personal association and interpretation. Have you also, do you have an image or a painting that is linked to a certain valley or you've kind of kept them pretty fluid and ambiguous because you want the audience members to decide? It's really more the latter. I'm, yeah. yeah, when I hear people share their, their opinions or their interpretation, almost always I genuinely am like, yeah, I agree. I can totally see that, you know? Interesting. So it changes yeah. every time within every group of people. It does. It yeah. does. And are these um, spaces in galleries or in homes? Like what, what is kind of the environment that you are looking for when you, you know, when you're having these exhibits? Yeah, it runs the gamut. It's uh, homes, which always feels like a house concert. It's Baha'i centers. It's whatever public space we could get for the event. It, it ranges. Mm. Cool. So what aspects of the Baha'i teachings do you apply to these unique exhibition spaces? Well, I mean, the, the show is an exploration of mystical Baha'i teachings. And so, you know, we're delving into the actual language of Baha'u'llah and talking about how this applies to our lives and, you know, seeing our nitty-gritty daily experiences with the spiritual eye. Mm -hmm. But it, it also, um, the way that I've designed the event really incorporates a lot of aspects of Baha'i community life, where I'm seeking to create a space for friendship, um, for 
meaningful conversations where, you know, we're getting together at this social event, you know, an art exhibit is somewhat a social event, but we're immediately elevating the conversation by interacting with the words of Baha'u'llah and, um, and then just creating this like sense of vitality that we are this unified group and we're having this mystical exploration together and um, that it's like we are the event like we mm-hmm. create um, mm-hmm. it's like this very sacred space that everyone is invited to recognize that they are an integral part of right I'm also I mean I haven't been to these spaces but if I may when I, when you've described it I was also thinking about this habit of daily prayer and reflection, which we as Baha'is are called to do and um, to bring ourselves to account each day. And and it kind of, I loved how this this idea of taking this prayer and applying it to a kind of image also makes us reflect inward of like, how do we interpret this to our own lives? Um, And then also to these, these beautiful paintings that you've created. So it's a little bit more, it's more of an interactive, creative kind of exploration of like the, trying to build a real habit of prayer and reflection. Absolutely, Shadi. And, you know, having grown up in the Baha'i faith, I, you know, I've read a lot of quotes and a lot of writings, and I have noticed that sometimes I kind of breeze past things like, oh, yeah, I've read that before. Like, oh, yeah, I know that. And I have to catch myself and be like, wait, this is like, powerful spiritual gift and this is for me to like take time to like absorb this and like you know unravel layers of meaning you know yeah and i think maybe the first time you read the seven valleys or a a baha'i text you were in a different place in your life and so you probably related to it differently and then i think as your life kind of evolves you read these writings again and they have a totally different meaning to you So where did you get this idea of sharing your work? How did this traveling art show come about? Well, it happened in a couple of layers. Um, I did something similar like this uh, several years ago when I lived in California. And I felt that I had very separate lives. Like I lived in one community, but I commuted a lot for my professional work. And so I had a totally different set of friends somewhere else. And I wanted to bring people together for, it was actually a birthday. And I thought like, well, how could I facilitate like my non-Baha'i friends, you know, my artist friends and my Baha'i friends, like being able to get to know each other in a really natural, fun way. So I, um, I came up with the icebreaker idea to do that because I can be really shy at even Baha'i events. And so I just wanted to facilitate people being able to mingle in a really natural, fun way. And, um, And that was also an art show. And I revisited the idea when I had the Seven Valley series because I really wanted to use the art, the paintings as a way to invite larger conversations. Like the art is just a door to talk about, you know, what is our purpose here in life? And you kind of touched on an experience, I think a lot of us who've grown up in the Baha'i community 
have gone through is having these two different groups of friends and like these two separate worlds and and like having or creating a space where they come together can be really nerve-wracking sometimes <laughs> so you kind yes, of eliminated yes. that yeah that's really cool so what have you learned about hosting these spaces and what sort of feedback have you received from those who've been able to participate in the dialogue surrounding your work and the writings of Baha'u'llah? Well, I have found that art is an amazing way to bridge that apparent gap that you just described, you know, between our different worlds. It's, you know, it's one thing to invite a friend or a neighbor to a religious activity. And it's another thing to invite someone to an art event that is openly inspired by spiritual principles. So I, I think uh, the arts like really can pave the way for people to be attracted and involved that's sometimes less intimidating or seems less of like an upfront commitment than like mm. coming to a religious thing. So I think that's one of the powers of the art as this attractive force. Um, and that aligns with the feedback I've received. Like so many people's like spouses and stuff have come, you know, and they're like, oh, I'm so glad Bill came. You know, he never comes <laughs> to anything and he really loved it, you know? <laughs> oh, Bill. Um, <laughs> I got some quotes from your website as well. Someone said that seeing the end in the beginning as we might in the valley of knowledge is a limited human experience or a perspective for there is only God and oneness, which I thought was really, really beautiful. And someone else also shared, I walked away feeling a sense of joy. It was a spiritual experience for me. And someone else said, I have never heard of Baha'u'llah before and I wanna learn more about these teachings. So it's a really, really great way to introduce um, friends old and new to uh, the writings of Baha'u'llah and also like the Baha'i, the community, the community life. Absolutely. So if people can't make it to one of your shows, but they love the idea mm -hmm. and want to create a similar space in their own communities, what are some elements that can be taken away from your context and applied to those? Well, I invite people to use the icebreaker activity. It's very easy to do. Um, and you can use any um, source. It doesn't have to be the Seven Valleys. It could be any series of quotes that you love and find a kind of organic way to cut them in half and <laughs> invite people to mingle and um, piece them together. And, you know, this, this show is really a coalescing of my most genuine interests and talents, my love for Baha'u'llah, my passion for having spiritual and meaningful conversations with people and somewhat mm. courageously sharing my artwork and my personal stories. So my encouragement is just for people to really think about like, what is the coalescing of, of their talents and their interests and how can they most like boldly bring those together and invite other people to be a part of it. It's not necessarily going to be a, you know, storytelling art exhibit, um, but, you know, to just like do what really brings you joy and invite other people to be a part of it. 
So thinking more big picture uh, and like larger kind of scale terms, how do you believe communities can encourage and nurture more dialogue surrounding the connection between creativity and the divine? Mm. And why do you think mm. it's so important? Well, I think it's important to create these spaces because it is an attractive force like we talked about. It really helps um, I believe, attract more people from who aren't necessarily Baha'is, who are, don't even necessarily know that they're searching for spiritual teachings or a spiritual community. But once they start to see like the beauty of the writings or how it affects their lives, like then their, their spark and their hunger grows. So I think it's really important for widening the circle of people involved in the Baha'i vision of making the world a better place. And I think communities um, can increase mindfulness about what are the talents in their communities and mm. how can they encourage those talents. And, and foster and nurture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because a lot of creative people Creativity is vulnerable and not everyone is going to volunteer, <laughs> you know, uh, to put themselves out there, but they have a lot to offer. Um, mm. So the encouragement and fostering of that, yeah, can go a long way. Yeah, definitely. And in what ways do you see creating such a space where you create these connections between creativity and the divine? How do you see these spaces contributing to social and spiritual transformation in individuals, communities, and institutions? Mm -hmm. Well, I think it transforms the individual heart and soul, which, you know, the more people whose hearts and minds are transformed, the faster the world will be illuminated. Mm -hmm. um, and it also creates a sense of unity and connectedness with others it's such a great way to be reminded that in spite of all of our differences we all have so much more in common than we have different you know mm -hmm. um, our our spiritual and emotional realities um so the arts can really help connect with with that and then um, the arts can help kind of, you know, get in touch with the, the mysticism of spirituality. In the Baha'i faith, we, with our constructive action, there's, there's so much like practical action to be done to make the world a better place. And I think it's really important to call on and remember the mystical forces at work as well. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Thank you. That was, I know I put you on the spot with that question, <laughs> so I appreciate it. <laughs> now, I also see that you've been taking your conversations online using tools such as social media and email campaigns to share your experiences more, more widely. In the spirit of striving to live a more coherent life and also as a way to further understand the writings of Baha'u'llah. Could you share what motivated you to take this approach and take your your learning and your reflections online and and sort of the conversations that have come out out of these 
uh, out of your sharing? Sure thing. Well, my um, email campaign during the Baha'i month of fasting in March, our daylight fast, where Baha'is between certain ages and of good health um, abstain from eating or drinking while the sun is up. That's called 19 Days of Inspiration. Uh, And it's, you know, to feed our souls (laughs) during the daylight hours with art and quotes and stories um, delivered to people's inboxes. And for five years, I had a job where I was constantly traveling. I was constantly on the road. And I really felt this separation from my community most acutely during the celebratory period leading up to the Baha'i fast, a Yamaha, and during the fast. So I was very lonely. Um, and, um, And I had also had the experience one time of helping nurture a brand new Baha'i through their first fast. And that was very enriching. And some of it was like just through text and like checking in um, while I was on the road. But I found that that was very helpful for like giving me strength and a sense of connectedness during the fast. So that was kind of the seed of the idea um, for that campaign. Like how do I create a sense of community for people who are maybe isolated or they travel or they've aged out of fasting, um, but they want to feel connected and these, you know, increase that time of inspiration. And for my video content, I just, I, I really wanted to just bring more, just like very, down-to-earth Baha'i content to the online space. And not that there wasn't already content out there. It was just like my, like I had an instinct to do it. I had an urging to do it. And I also wanted to hold myself accountable for deepening on books like The Advent of Divine Justice by Shoghi Effendi, which is a sort of charter for the American continent for like how we can address some of the issues that are specific to our society and spiritualize them. And I felt that um, I could share my process of deepening online and kind of create um, dialogue around it and put stuff out there that other people might come across and be inspired by. So what you've really highlighted is is how Baha'is around the world are, can uniquely contribute to these online spaces and create these, these spaces of reflection and contemplation and, and also dialogue, which I think is really like the premise of Cloud9 is to learn about what Baha'i artists are doing out there in their communities, um, how they're bringing people together and how, how their creative process is informed by the teachings and the writings of Baha'u'llah. And so you've really kind of brought those all together in this really coherent way, which is is very, very wonderful and unique and a great example for many people out there who are wondering how they can contribute and align themselves with these, these values and these teachings. So Jacqueline, we've come to the end of our time together, but before we go, could you share what your plans are for the future, where we can expect to see you next, what other writings of the Baha'i faith you think you'll explore in your work in the future, anything like that? Oh, sure thing. Well, I'm currently working on a painting series for the Bicentenary, 
So that's exciting, and it's uh, it's somewhat ambitious. We will we will see how it goes. But and the bicentenary will be the birth celebrating the birth of the 200th anniversary of the birth of the Bob. Yes, in October. Yeah. Yes, and I'm very inspired by the idea of what this represents. Um, you know, the twin birthdays of Bahá'u'lláh and the Bob, and of course, it's the Bob's 200th birthday this year, but the um, the two luminaries on the horizon of the world. So that's kind of like what is motivating a lot of the new paintings um, for this series. So I'm really excited about that. And I'm working on completing my illustrated children's devotional book. So that is taking some of my love and attention. And I do hope to tour the Seven Valleys Awaken to Your Life as a Spiritual Journey show to more states. So, mm. yeah, so that's still on the horizon. Um, so if people want to connect with you, they yes. want to host you, they can connect with you through your website? Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Please. We'll include a link in the web copy that's associated with this episode as well. Cool. That'd be great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, congratulations. Those are really exciting projects and I'm sure we can follow along through your website and social media um, which we'll also include on the website on, on BahaiTeachings.org so I'd like to close and thank you once again on behalf of myself if I can say that and the team at BahaiTeachings.org uh, we want to thank you so much for joining us on Cloud9 today thank you so much for having me this is really fun Shadi awesome so all the best in your future and endeavors and we look so forward to learning more about what you come up with next thank you thanks so much for listening to cloud nine i hope you enjoyed this episode feel free to check out bahaiteachings.org where you can find more bahai inspired podcasts videos and articles <laughs>